Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 46 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined by Elliot Shore Parks, who covers the Eagles for NJ Advanced Media. He was there yesterday at Lincoln Financial Field for a 29-10 victory. Mark Echo will join us a little bit later on in this episode. The Eagles go to 1-0, and the story now is, well, the biggest story around the Eagles. That would be Carson Wentz, the new franchise quarterback who excelled in his first game. The Eagles have a victory. Wentz looked tremendous. And we have a lot to talk about. Elliot, how are you? Doing good. Excited to uh, actually have a quarterback to cover that is capable of making plays in the, you know, running an offense. So it should be a much different season than, than expected. Yeah, things are different now, Elliot. And that was just an, a, a tremendous performance by Carson Wentz. I mean, the numbers were off the charts. His ability to make plays were off the charts. And, I mean, it's crazy because a week ago, we were wondering, is this kid even ready? And, I mean, forget being ready. He showed he's, he's more than that. I know the Browns aren't a good football team. They're a bad football team. But it's, I think it's hard not to be really over the moon right now for Eagles fans because they watched a young quarterback who they knew so little about, and he played. I mean, really, it's hard to find a flaw in anything he did on Sunday in his first NFL game. Yeah, I mean, I think today there will be a lot of talk amongst Eagles fans about perspective and on a national stage too about, you know, just how much to read into this and the fact that it's the Browns and it's, you know, it's just one game and all that. But, you know, not to brag, but I was the one last week that said they've upgraded a quarterback. So I'm not surprised at all by what I saw. And I, you know, speaking to players in the locker room afterwards, they weren't surprised either. So I don't think this is the case of, you know, uh, if, if like Cardell Jones did this yesterday, like a, you know, like a, a player that went late in the draft. Then I think you could say, "Wow, you know, not many people saw that coming," or you know, "This this is a surprise." But look, Carson Wentz was drafted number two overall, and I know there was a lot of debate um, as to just how good of a prospect he was. And I think part of that is because Mariota last year among Eagles fans was viewed as such the perfect quarterback prospect that it's hard to think that anybody could almost be as good of a prospect. But the fact is, a lot of draft analysts said that Wentz was just as good of a prospect as those guys. Now, not everyone agreed, obviously, but the idea that Wentz could come in and play right away isn't exactly a crazy one. I mean, this is why teams trade up for quarterbacks, and this is why he went number two overall. And I'm sure the Rams, you know, are probably regretting the decision, you know, as of now to to let him go as as Jared Goff's going to be inactive in his first game. But, you know, 
so is there perspective on it? Absolutely. I mean, he has a long way to go. I mean, remember Sam Bradford was at one point a number one overall pick, but as you tweeted yesterday, Joe, I mean, even Bradford in his six years career in a six year career never had games as good as Wentz did yesterday. And yes, part of it's the Browns, but most of it is just that Carson Wentz, as the Eagles put it, is smart and he's able to dictate, you know, what happens before the snap. And that's 90% of winning in the NFL. That's why players that are probably more talented than Wentz, like like a Michael Vick, um, you know, and those type of guys weren't able to achieve prolonged success is because of the pre-snap stuff. And it seems like Wentz already has that down to a T. So what impressed you the most yesterday when you watched Wentz out there doing what he did? Was it his ability to make those checks to the line of scrimmage? Was it the mental stuff? Or was it some of those physical plays? I mean... The thing that stood out to me physically was he kind of he seems to have that ability, Elliot, to put the football where only his guy's going to get it, or it's going to be yeah. an incomplete. And you know, sometimes those are going to be tough catches. We saw Ertz make one, we saw Matthews make one, Algalore. But when you do that, I mean, you're going to avoid mistakes, and it, it's like he could put it in that perfect spot. What was it for you that impressed you the most out of all the different things he showed? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, I, as I mentioned before, the pre-snap stuff I think is extremely impressive. An analogy that I've been thinking of over the past, you know, since the end of the game is, and, uh, you know, Philadelphia sports fans will relate to this one, is Ben Simmons, you know, the Sixers' number one overall pick. He's an elite passer. And that's something that when when you talk about, like, court vision, that will always translate. You know, whether he's in college, whether he's in the pros, whether he's been in the league for two years, 15 years, you know, you're not going to lose that court vision. You know, one day you might lose the ability to jump really high or, or you know, you know, you, you, you can't shoot as well because, you know, you can't follow through like you used to be able to. But you'll always be able to pass really well. So when it comes to Ben Simmons, you look at him and you say, okay, he'll be successful. He'll be really good just simply because he can pass it really well. And I think with Carson Wentz, the pre-snap stuff is something where I don't see that going away. And that's why yesterday I think was extremely encouraging because – even though if, if Wentz would have came out yesterday and just ran past all the Browns defenders, then you say, okay, it's the Browns. If, you know, he was throwing the guys wide open, like that time Nick Foles had seven touchdowns, then you say, okay, it was just one of those days. But the fact that the reason Wentz was so good was because of the job he did before the snap, that's something in year two he'll be able to do, in year eight, year nine. I mean, that's just football knowledge. And, you know, it sounds simple, but it really, really isn't. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks cannot handle what goes on before the snap and diagnose, diagnose it properly. So I think that was definitely the most encouraging thing that Wentz showed yesterday. Now, on top of that, I mean, you know, I could, you know, the list goes on. But obviously, I like the fact that he took a lot of chances. Um, there was one pass he threw in a very small window to Jordan Matthews, who was between two defenders. And Matthews kind of caught it as he went down and Wentz got hit as he threw it. Um, you know, he showed the ability he's going to take chances. And he also showed that he he has the ability to stand in there even when the pressure's coming. I mean, he very, I don't think at all yesterday, he looked, he didn't, he never flinched when, when the, uh, when the blitzers got home um, close to him and he was still able to complete passes. So he looked extremely calm out there. He did. And it didn't seem like the moment at all was too big for him. And I think his teammates clearly noticed that. I mean, one, the way he played, but two, all that other stuff. I mean, what were they saying afterwards, you know, in the locker room? I know the Browns were very complimentary, but how about his Eagles teammates? Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times veterans will try to maybe tone down a little bit of the hype because they don't want it to get too much for the kid. But I didn't get that sense yesterday, just listening and seeing some of the quotes that you guys had come out of the locker room. It felt like 
you know, the, his teammates who probably didn't know that much about him either in terms of because all the practice time he missed in the summer, they, they seemed like they were really, really impressed. Yeah, I mean, Jason Peters, who is not really one. One, he doesn't speak very often. Um, and when he does, he, he's not one that just provide, provides sound bites. I mean, when he says something, he really believes it. Um, and he compared him to Aaron Rodgers yesterday. He said the way Rodgers, uh, you know, moves, the way he can throw the ball when he moves. And then he said straight up, you know, if we give Wentz time back there, he'll pick apart any defense. And so, I mean, you know, and the funny part is, and I, I didn't think this, but the funny part is that when they traded Bradford, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, what about the veterans? What are they going to think about this move? And one of the, literally the only name people could ever really bring up was Jason Peters, a guy towards the end of his career that wants to win now. And he certainly seems to be a believer in Wentz. And I, I guarantee you he thinks this team is better now with Wentz than they were with Bradford. Because you know, I said this on the podcast last week, but players recognize other players that are skilled better than anybody else, better than you know scouts, better than all that. Players can recognize when another player is talented. And that's really what the players said yesterday after the game is, look, we knew that this guy was good. Everyone said just because he was a rookie, we weren't going to be able to compete, but they never believed that. They saw what Wentz could do throughout the uh, offseason. So I don't think they were surprised at all. And, you know, I don't think they view this as just one game. No, I don't think they do either. And, they, you know, it seems like he's won that locker room over, really, with the way he played on Sunday against the Browns. So, you know, Wentz was outrageously good. The Eagles, um, you know, just beat up a Browns team that looks to be one of the worst in the NFL. What are we – how do we – kind of equate that I mean the Browns look to be a really really bad football team we knew they were going to be but I think seeing it against the Eagles it probably made it hit home more do you kind of think about that when we talk about Wentz and how much we should get excited here and how much everyone should be excited or that was an NFL game in your mind and he performed that way I mean how do you kind of equate what he did compared to you know the Browns are really bad obviously the fact that it's the Browns is going to be one of the main reasons everyone points to the game and goes Okay, well, what, you know, how much can we take it seriously? Because the Browns, I think yesterday, clearly, I think it was shown that they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. But the thing is, I mean, the passes that he completed, it wasn't like there wasn't good coverage on them. I mean, the, the pass to Jordan Matthews, um, he put that really where it doesn't matter where the cornerback was going to be. The only Matthews would make a play on that. The one to Aguilar, I mean, look, I don't know how many cornerbacks Aguilar is going to be deep this year. But the fact is, he did beat him, and Wentz put it where only he could catch it. So I do think Wentz showed signs of no matter what defense he faces, when when there's plays there's, when there are plays there to be made, he's going to be able to make them. And he made a ton of them on Sunday. We're doing this podcast, a reaction podcast, on a Monday morning after an Eagles 29-10 victory over the Browns. They're 1-0. Carson Wentz shined. We're talking about it here. We promised Mark Eckel would join us as well, as always, on the No Huddle Show. So Mark Eckel joins us now. So, Mark, we've been talking here a little bit about who else? Carson Wentz. Give us your big takeaways after the rookie's debut. Played well. Played very well. Um, surprisingly well. I mean, even though Doug Peterson said he wasn't surprised, I think most of the country was because mainly not because you don't think Carson Wentz is going to be a good quarterback, but I'm so I was surprised that he played that well after not doing anything in preseason. I mean. I think what we're learning more and more, and I've learned it every year for the last whatever many years, preseason is so meaningless. I mean, why even have it? This kid played two quarters against, I would bet you maybe one or two of those people he played against are, are even in the league right right now. So he really did, he did nothing in preseason. And, he, and then he, missed, he didn't even practice because then he got hurt and missed about a month. 
and he goes out and, and puts up a hundred and one quarterback rating in his in his de- debut. So what does that what does that really tell you about preseason football? So, but anyway, I mean, like like Elliot just said, you know, he made some very good throws. Yeah, it was against the Browns. The Browns, one of the worst teams. Elliot, tell me a team even close <laughs> to being as bad as the Browns. <laughs> Because they are so bad, but that like that no take don't that doesn't matter. It's like he still had to throw the ball. Um, I mean, it's not like you know the Browns dropped six interceptions or something. No, no. I mean, he made good throws. His receivers played well. I, I was pretty impressed with the fact that his receivers, after dropping his first pass, I believe Jordan Matthews dropped the pass on, on early in the game, played pretty well. Aguilar had a nice game. Matthews had a nice game. Zach Ertz had a nice game. DGB only had two balls thrown to him, caught them both. Uh, not a big factor, but, you know, did some nice things. So, yeah, I mean, it was a very good opening day day win. Yeah, it was. The Eagles have a lot to be excited about with Carson Wentz. And, Mark, I think you came on at a great time because I wanted to kind of shift it a little bit to the other person with the Eagles, the other very important person with the Eagles, making his debut on Sunday, Doug Peterson. Now, look, I remember all three of us, when they first hired Doug Peterson, were surprised, I think, to put it mildly. Uh, talked about the coaching search, what they were trying to do there. And I think, to be honest, a lot of people over the course of the offseason and then especially into the summer were just probably unimpressed or just waiting to be impressed by Doug Peterson. First game, a victory. I thought he used Wentz well. I thought the play calling was was really good. Elliot, what did you think about Doug Peterson? And are you allowing yourself to maybe open your mind, change your mind? Because, I mean, none of us really on this show, at least, were – Really like, oh, wow, they got Doug Peterson to be the head coach. But so far, at least through one game, I thought he did a really nice job. Yeah, I've been kind of changing my mind on Doug over the past two weeks. I mean, you know, just on Sunday, if you just want to talk about Jess against the Browns, I thought he did a great job. His initial drive, which is, you know, the plays he scripted, really set Wentz up nicely to, you know, kind of ease himself into the game. I think... You know, he ran it five times and threw it four times or something like that. I mean, there, there was a really good balance. The way around, like five passes. Four. Right, right. Um, but either way, I mean, like, you know, the uh, he the balance was really good to start and really throughout the game. But, I mean, if you look at Doug Peterson as a whole since he's been hired, I mean, what has he actually done? Not what he said, which I understand is part of the job. But but what has he actually done that that makes you think, you know, this guy is not going to be a good head coach. I mean, I think there's been some communication issues between him and Howie at times. I mean, like Doug will say one thing and then another thing will happen. But in terms of actual in-game coaching and how he's handled some tough situations, I think he's actually done a pretty good job. And, you know, I don't think this is an example of us saying of us being wrong about Doug. I think the Eagles were equally skeptical about Doug. He was not their first choice, probably wasn't even their second or third choice. So, this isn't, you know, the Eagles saw something in him that nobody else did. This is maybe the Eagles are lucking out a little bit, and maybe Doug is going to turn out to be a better head coach than literally everybody thought. He might be, and for the Eagles, that would obviously be a, a tremendous thing for them because then they get a head coach that could help put the franchise back on track here. Uh, Mark, what did you think about Doug, and how how has your mind either changed on Doug or be, been affirmed on Doug or, or kind of just – open to what he's going to be as a head coach. I thought through one game, I, th- I thought he called a good game offensively, especially yeah, on Sunday. Play, again, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not as, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait and see a little more than just one game, but he, no, just based, but if we're going to base it up, so nothing's changed. I, he hasn't done anything wrong as a head coach since, since, I mean, through preseason for that matter. He has, you know, I, he, he's done everything 
I mean, I'm not saying, wow, we got the next, this is the next uh, Vince Lombardi here, Bill Belichick, by any means. He hasn't shown me anything that says he's above and beyond, you know, a, a great head coach. But he hasn't messed up at all, which is important. Uh, yesterday, he was the best coach on the field. He outcoached Hugh, Hugh Jackson, who everyone, you know, loved and raved. And, oh, he's, this is the guy that's going to turn the Cleveland Browns around. Um, I mean, Hugh Jackson looked, looked lost out there. That fake punt was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and that turned out, that was a big play in the game. That that kind of turned the game around a little bit. Then Peterson, well, there's two things that that stuck out to me yesterday from his coaching. One was, I thought he was going to be very conservative. I thought with the rookie quarterback, who, like I said, hadn't played at all in preseason, um, I expected, I didn't expect a balanced attack that we saw. 34, what, 34 passes? Uh, I'm sorry, 34 runs. 37, yeah. Well, 39 passes because he was sacked twice. So, but still pretty, pretty balanced. Pretty. I thought we would see the other way. I thought he would run the ball. I thought he was. We're, we're going to run the ball 40 times, and and um, Carson Wentz would only throw the ball maybe 20 times. Um, I thought he would be very conservative, put the kid in, and you know, kind of maybe really, you know, make it easy for him. No, he didn't. He let the kid play, uh, which was which was good, and and it worked. Um, and then the other thing. He showed me some some guts, and I wouldn't have done it. I would not have when they had, and Eagles had that fourth and four to forty, and it was a close. It was still kind of close at that point. I thought that was a huge risk going for it there. I would have punted the Browns deep. I would have had Donnie Jones come in and 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 punt him down to the one or two yard line again, and just you know let my defense stop the Browns again. You know what? I would I would not have gone for it there, and he did. And I was ready to rip him. I was ready for that play to fail and say, look at this. This guy, you know, no, but they, they picked it up. And when you, you know, I still wouldn't have done it, but he did it and it worked. He put, he called a good play, you know, uh, pass to Zach Ertz, barely got the first down, but he did. And then the next play bombed Aguilar touchdown. The game's over. So that, that showed, that play alone showed me that this guy's not conservative at all. He's not going to be a conservative. Um, you know, he, as a matter of fact, you know, we had three years of Chip Kelly, who I thought was mis misconstrued as a rambling, gambling. Everyone, that was the the rep that, that that Chip Kelly brought with him from from Oregon. That he remember when he was hired. Oh, the Eagles are going to go for two points all the time, and they're going to go for it on fourth down. And yeah, they'll never punt. They'll never. That's what I said. They're yeah, never going to punt again. Chip was pretty conservative for the most part. He went for that two points once early on. You know, when he didn't have to and. And never did it again. Rarely went for it on fourth down. I think I, I think I wrote a I wrote a story last year saying the Eagles go for it less on fourth down than in, than the NFL average. So you know, Doug is Doug did not show me any conservatism. Yeah, I agree, Mark. You know, Doug was much more aggressive than we I, I thought he was going to be. I think it obviously it, it paid off for them there with the big play. Uh, and now we have an Eagles team that's one and zero and. Um, I think naturally the expectations and the interest and the excitement is going to explode here because it's week one and we're all going to overreact. So I, I want to gauge from both of you, did Sunday a 29-10 win over the Browns, who we know are awful, did that change anything? And not just for when, so I think we're all rightfully excited about. And Peterson, who we rightfully should be given the benefit of the doubt to as time goes on. But this team, right? And let's go on this premise, and we'll start with Elliot, and then we'll go to Mark on this. The premise that a lot of people had, and, and I don't know if I truly agree with it, but I, I kind of understood where it was coming from, that, all right, this team plays good defense. If they run the ball, if the offensive line is better than last year, 
and they get decent play out of the quarterback position, which we were talking about with the idea of Bradford being the quarterback, then why not? Why can't they be decent in a mediocre division? Now you have a quarterback who shows much better skill set than Sam Bradford has shown in a long time. So let's take it from there. Could the expectations change for the Eagles now, Elliot, or are you not ready to go there after one week? Well, I mean, here's what I would say. Like, what are we overreacting to? I mean, they beat the Browns by 19 points. The Browns are a bad team. They, the defensive line didn't, I didn't think played that well. And, you know, people think they'll actually only improve. The receivers dropped some passes. The offensive line was okay. They did a decent job running the ball. Um, I thought the cornerbacks didn't play well, but that's kind of what we thought. And the safeties made a few plays. So, I mean, I think this is kind of, and the special teams have made a few plays. I think this is kind of exactly what we thought the Eagles would be. The only difference is they're doing it with the quarterback that I think it's fair to to wonder if, you know, he could actually win them a lot of games this year, as opposed to if they win that game yesterday, you know, with Bradford, I think that we just go, oh, well, you know, we already know this quarterback's not going to do it in big games, right? Like, but now you have a quarterback where you can say, all right, it looks like all the other parts of the team that we thought were going to be that are kind of what they are. Maybe Wentz, you know, can elevate this team another one or two wins. And, you know, a lot of people had this team at, you know, six, seven, eight wins. I know Mark had them at four. So, but I mean, like, (laughs) but I mean, if they, if they can, if Wentz can win this team two more games than we all previously thought in what should be a, a bad NFC East, I mean, that, that is the difference between, you know, finishing third and playing for the division title the last game of the, the season. So I, I think, you know, the, the, the difference between the best team in this division and the worst was never that huge. And in the NFL, if you get a quarterback, it changes literally everything. So, you know, I, I don't think there's much overreacting going on. It's just wondering if, look, if Wentz is actually as good as we think, then it does change a lot. It changes a lot with this team. Mark, how about you? Are you ready to say maybe that there's something here and we could have a different kind of season than we thought, or is this just one game in your mind? It's just one game against the worst team in the in football. Team that probably isn't going to win a game this year. That, that's the worst. The Browns are, are not even an NFL team, but I don't think they beat Alabama. I really don't. I mean, I, that's bad. They're bad and they're poorly coached. Hugh Jackson's a fraud. Um, no, they're not. I mean, again, I'm not taking anything. It's a win, and you, and you got to play. Who's and your Eagles beat them, and they beat them. You know, soundly. That that's nice. But no, I'm not going to change any of my opinions based off that game. I mean, Carson Wentz played played well. Good for him. He's got 15 more times to try to do that. You know, Elliot says he, he's going to win some games for him. Guess what, Elliot? He's going to lose some games for him too because he's going to be a rookie that he's going to see stuff he hasn't seen from a from a real NFL team. Yeah, but all quarterbacks lose teams. I mean, like like all like how many quarterbacks in this league can you go into the season and say confidently they won't be the reason their team loses at least one game? Seeing four, five, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, okay. that's about right. Well, I'm saying don't. I mean, I'm just saying I don't. I'm not going to change everything based off the fact that the Eagles beat the Cleveland Browns. I'm not changing everything. Out, I think they're 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 under, you know oh they they you know yeah they might go sixteen and zero. You're right because they were one and zero. So you can't go sixteen and zero unless you go one and zero. Exactly. They're not going to go oh. sixteen. But I mean, my my point is, I'm not saying look, I'm not saying I think they're going to make the playoffs. But you yeah, don't, you kind of alluded to that. Well, okay, this is what I'm going to say, right? If Carson Wentz plays at that level he played yesterday, yes, if his right? quarterback rating at the end of the year is one hundred one. There'll be a playoff team. Okay, that's all I was. It's not going to happen. Gonna, I, I think defense I think, every week. He's not going to, you know. 
I agree he's not going to face the Browns even every week. But there's but there's not a lot of great teams in this league. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm saying in the NFC East, if he can win them two more games than Sam Bradford would have, that is the difference between not competing for the playoffs in the NFC East and winning the division. The Eagles, Bradford competed for a division last year, but two weeks ago they they had the, they had it in in their hands. Right, and but but then in back to back home games they got demolished. Right, right? like so. My, my point is, if, if in well, keep to... something else in mind too when you when you have your expectations here. Lane Johnson is going to get suspended sooner or later. True. That's going to be a big loss. I'm not changing my win. I predicted them to go seven and nine. I'm still sticking with that. I'm not changing that off yesterday. Right. My, yeah. my, my my only thing is, I think it's. I mean, it's foolish to say that what you saw yesterday doesn't impact it at all. I mean, like, you know, like I mean, he came out and he played really well. I think he, he showed. Like, what, he what 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 yesterday was because it was against the Browns. Like, like, what what did he do yesterday that you don't think he can do against other teams? It's not just him. It's not a one man team here. I know it's, the, but the, but it is in the NFL. A quarterback is. A if the Browns team. don't drop, I mean, again, I'm not, they won the game. And I don't want to take anything away from this Eagle win. But God, you guys are making it sound like like you know, the the Browns were terrible. The Browns were bad, but the offense still put up twenty seven points. They put up twenty nine. Well, twenty seven. But minus the say the last seven shouldn't even count because the Browns went. Come on, the Browns gave him the ball to six or whatever it was when he well, went. Well, whatever. I mean, then you can go right? through every every score in the NFL well, and decide which. Well, no, not like that. Well, I mean, like we, we we didn't watch every game yesterday. We don't know how many points were the result. My my point is this: How many times this year before yesterday, if you would ask me, well, right, I'll put it this way: I thought they beat the Browns. I never no, thought no, no. they were going to lose to the Browns. That's what I was going to say. Before they traded Sam Bradford, if you would ask me how many times this year the offense would score twenty seven points, no matter how they got those points. Mm-hmm. Scored 27 points. I would have guessed maybe two or three times. Well, they scored a four or five last year, didn't they, with Bradford? Yeah, they had a better offensive – whatever. But a better offensive coach in my mind. But whatever. My, my point is we, we said before the season that the skill position players were an issue. The offensive line was an issue. The running backs weren't great. you know. And I think there's still some truth to all that still. But the fact that they put up 27 points, you don't think that's a little encouraging? Yes, it was – yes, but I, I also know this. Every week is different. No, I know. I I, I agree well, with I that. Mean, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I Listen, I hope Carson Wentz does put up 101 quarterback rating. It'll be fun. It'll be great. I don't think he is. I don't think his final quarterback rating is going to be 101. I just, what, I think think is, all right, what, what would you say you think his quarterback rating can be? I don't know. I, I mean, I've seen him play one game. Under 101. How's that? All right. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think I think he showed yesterday he's not I don't think he's going to be a disaster I think he's going to be really good this year. He's going to be a disaster. No one, I don't think anyone thought thought he's going to be a disaster. I mean, he's the number two pick in the draft. He better not be a disaster. Plenty of quarterbacks taken high, you know. Don't yeah. Yeah. Some have, some haven't. I mean, it's you know, I I don't think. Let's just say this. He's he's got to be this good. Not, and, not, and not right away, but this is what he has to be for that for this trade to, to be good. I wrote that the night that, that they drafted him. He's got to be Donovan McNabb. Yeah, and, and it's not- a nice start. But let's let's let it let's let it you know let's watch it a few more times. Right. I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna you know he's already a Pro Bowler, but I'm saying of the one of everything we've actually called him Aaron Rodgers this morning. I didn't call him Aaron Rodgers. Jason Peters called him Aaron Rodgers. And Jason Peters, in theory, you would think knows a lot more. I mean, he's seen him a lot more than me and you have. But I mean, I think look, 
I'm not saying he's a pro bowl already, but I'm saying he, I think yesterday he showed some very encouraging signs that would make you think that he's able to keep this up. That's he was true. he was tremendous. I mean, he he really played well for this game. And now now let's move this thing forward because I think I think it's an interesting conversation that you know maybe the Eagles are better than we thought. Maybe Wentz is going to be really good. Maybe he's go- I mean he's sure gonna, surely going to struggle at some point. But how about everyone else? Because it's easy to forget about everyone else from the game on Sunday because it was Wentz's debut. He was tremendous. It was Peterson's debut, and they won the game. Who else stood out? And and really, I guess the question is. What concern you? In a 19-point win, not much concerns most fans because you overlook all the little negatives in a big positive. But if we were to look at that, they won by 19. But if there's something that stood out that, okay, they have to fix that if they're going to keep winning games here, what was it, Elliot? I think the cornerback play. Leotis McKelvin was really bad before he got hurt. Um, I don't think he's hurt seriously. I'm, I bet he'll play next week. But, I, I mean, he, he did not play well. Um Nolan Carroll didn't play bad. I mean, the he had a really bad missed tackle, actually. I'll say that. That led to a Browns first down. The long pass he gave up to Terrell Pryor, I thought the coverage was good on that. That's just Terrell Pryor making a great play. But the cornerback play was not good yesterday. Um, and that's that's a concern because, you know, going forward, you're going to face some pretty good receivers um, in these next few weeks. So the cornerbacks are going to have to be better. Mark, for you, what I, was the concern? Yeah, that was that was my, when, when I did the grades Monday morning. Um, I don't grade individually. I grade, you know, uh, offensive line, pass rush. The, the lowest grade was pass coverage. Um, I only gave him a C. Um, I mean, it wasn't their, – their overall numbers don't look bad. They held Griffin to a 55.0 quarterback rating. Um, they did get burned for two big plays. But it was like – it's not like the, the – those like the Eagles' defense forced the Browns to drop those passes. If if the Browns' receivers catch those other six passes, it's, it could be a little bit of a different game. I'm not saying the Browns would have won, but it wouldn't have been as it wouldn't have been as as as, as convincing of a win. That's for certain. So yeah, yeah, the cornerback. I think the I think the running backs. I Ryan Matthews got 22 carries and got 77 yards, and they were and he, and he ran hard. He ran tough. That's a three and a half yard per carry average. Kenyon Barner got the ball four times and gained 42 yards. That's a 10-and-a-half-yard average. I like to see a little more balance. We are about the balance of the, of the offense that Doug Bounds run pass very well. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see more of a balance of Matthews Barner. I'm not saying Barner should be the number one guy, but it, it shouldn't be 22-4 to four in carries. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see Barner get anywhere between 8 and 12 carries next week. Yeah, I think that's fair, uh, especially if he's going to run anything close to that. And, and it probably helps keep Matthews hopefully a little healthier, too, for a long season. All right, so we're doing this podcast uh, on a Monday, Monday morning reaction after a victory. It's going to be a week of excitement around the Eagles. And then they don't play again until a week from tonight. Uh, Monday night football in Chicago. You guys will be there next week. Now, because you were at the game, because we're all following this game, probably haven't got a chance to dive into the Bears. But just in, just in theory, Elliot, this game next week, I think it's really – it becomes fascinating because the Eagles have a chance to get off to a 2-0 start. But I think it's a test. Not that I think the Bears are great, but they do have good receivers with Jeffrey um, and Kevin White. They have a quarterback who can make plays down the field, and they're going to be at home after losing their first game, so they're going to be desperate. I think this is, a, this is a fun test for the Eagles. I mean, if they get through next week, all of a sudden we do have something to talk about with a 2-0 team. Yeah, I think this is a really good test for the Eagles. I mean – you know, Monday night, home opener for the Bears. Like you mentioned, the Bears coming off a tough loss, too. I mean, like a last-second loss to, to the Lions. Um, 
And it'll, I mean, not to bring it all back to Wentz, because obviously the cornerbacks, like we just said, will have a better test, but it'll be interesting to see what Wentz can do. You know, I mean, you know, it's funny that after he's going to be the topic of, you know, national conversation among sports fans all week. And the fact that the game is on ESPN, I'm sure they're going to be talking about him a ton to hype up their game. So, I mean, the pressure is going to be on him to perform again. I mean, this will actually it'll definitely be the biggest game he's ever played in, I would say, in terms of just yeah. Yeah, in terms of exposure. I mean, it's not for a championship, so I, I will say that. But like just in terms in terms of people that will be watching it, this will be the biggest stage Wentz will ever play on. So it'll be really interesting to see how he uh how he does. And I mean, if he does good next week and turns in a game like he did yesterday, I mean then things are gonna get really interesting in terms of just you know, the exposure and the national conversation, this guy's really going to be a part of at that point. I agree. I agree 100%. This is a big game. Um, and, I, and Joe, I agree 100%. The Bears, the Bears are an okay team. I mean, they're they're not, I don't think they're, they're not a playoff team. I don't think anybody's talking about the Bears going to the playoffs, although James Cratch picked them to be a wild card. Um, but they're home on Monday night. And I just, that's a, I've always thought that was a tough, it's always tough, I think, to go on a road on Monday night football. Um, if you look through the, you know, that's when up, up, and I think the Bears are a favorite. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a tough spot for a team, for a young quarterback, for a young team. Um, so yeah, it, and John, like where I thought Hugh Jackson did an awful job. I'm I'm a big John Fox fan. I think John Fox is an excellent head coach, a very good defensive coach. Um, his coordinator is Vic Fangio, who's also very good. Um, so they're going to come up with they're going to watch film of him now. They're, they now, now there's something to watch on Carson Wentz too. Keep keep that in mind. Um, so I I expect the Bears to come out with a very good game plan, and if and this will be a test for Doug Peterson as well for, to, to put Wentz you know to to call the right plays against Fox's defense. And if the Eagles yeah, if the Eagles come out with a win next week and we do the podcast, I'll I'll be I'll be a little different. I'll be saying different things. <laughs> You won't, I'm saying, you, won't you, know, killing? you won't be the buzz kill next. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, just I'm not kidding. just saying. I'm not. I can't get excited over beating a team that I don't. I don't think would would win the SEC. I know. I, yeah, if they win next week, then I think they'll, they'll lose to the Steelers. But if if they win next week, I mean, I mean, look, it's a tough game. But I think it's I, I think the Bear game could be just as tough as, even though I think the Steelers are better than the Bears. I think the Bears at, on the road on Monday night is just as tough as the Steelers coming here. I yeah, guess that's, that's interesting. There. I, mean, I think it's I, close. Yeah, it, it, it probably is. I mean, just because the desperation factor. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. I mean, if the Eagles do win that game on Monday night against the Bears, and let's say the Steelers, who, who they play after we record this, but if they're 2-0, um, that would be a fun atmosphere at the link in a couple weeks for a 4 o'clock kickoff, Eagles-Steelers, uh, a pair, you know, possibly a pair of 2-0 teams. I mean, a lot of work yeah, to yeah, get I there. I think the Steelers are going to be 2-0, but I, I also don't think – the Steelers are coming off – the Steelers play the Bengals next week. They do. I like playing a team after they just played their arch rival and, and toughest opponent, you know? Yeah, and got beat up a little bit by a good bet. Right, because either way, if if they if the Steelers – I don't want to we're, – we're looking too far ahead now. But if the Steelers beat the Bengals, there's that little – there's the, you know, there's that letdown factor. You know, they, they just beat their rival. Now they're going to a non-conference game. You know, a little bit of a letdown. And if they lose to the Bengals, Kansas already got beat up too. And they might come in with two or three guys hurt. Look at this. We thought this season was going to be boring, and now we're looking ahead to a fun week three game. We have week two next week. We'll be back after that game. You guys will be in Chicago for it. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this. No problem. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. Thanks to all of you for listening to episode 46 of the No Huddle Show. 
our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. You can subscribe and listen any way you want. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, however you want to listen, you can listen and leave us a rating. It helps the show grow. We'll be back next week with episode 47 after the Eagles and Bears.